Welcome to Voices with Freeze, brought to you by modern luxury shopping destination, Matches Fashion. I'm Rebecca Siegel, Director of Americas and Content at Freeze, and in this series, I'll be talking to experts and insiders from LA as we launch this year's digital first edition of Freeze Los Angeles. I'll speak to four creatives based here who will guide you around the city and the unique constellation of galleries, sites, and secrets that make Los Angeles such a special place for art and culture. My guest on this episode is the Los Angeles-based artist, Buck Ellison. Known for exploring notions of privilege through his photography, he's exhibited extensively around the world with shows at the Hammer Museum just down the street in LA, the Huntington in Pasadena, and Weiss Berlin in Germany, to name just a few. Last year, a monograph of his work called Living Trust was published by Loose Joints. Hey, Buck, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about living in LA. How long have you been here? I have been here for six years. I love it. It's such a great place to make work. It's a very, this is the word I want to use. I think it's actually true, like a very cuddly arts community relative to the ones that I've experienced before. Um, cuddly? Cuddly. People here are very kind. There's a lot of uh, sort of space mentally and physically. Um, I've always felt like there is space for lots of kinds of art making and practices and people to be involved. Have you found that there's sort of a tight community here in terms of other artists who are working either in similar practices or different ones? Yes. Yes. But there's also this nice option here to sort of take some time for myself. Um, and I noticed that in my peers that have gravitated to LA, I think uh, it attracts artists that need that space. You are known for creating scenes of what I would refer to as sort of waspy privilege, very much about sort of ideas of wealth and, and um, the sort of aesthetics of that. Um, tell me a little bit about how you hit this theme in your work. It's just something I was always interested in. I think anytime that there's a taboo around speaking about things, that becomes really exciting for me. So uh, I noticed that growing up, it was sort of like, we don't talk about money or these things. And then I also think that is mirrored pretty uh, intensely in the art world. I think I'm always sort of surprised that people are like, why are you making this work? And it's like, are you blind like look around you like uh, this is completely the stew that we're all in um, it merits some examination los angeles is a place where there's a rich history of sort of scene setting and making sort of um making environments making movies right or about setting are about film sets and are about the kinds of scenes where family life can play out is that part of what drew you to the city because a lot of your work right is is casting characters in an environment not unlike a film. Yeah, unconsciously, I, I feel so lucky to have some stumbled into that. But now that I'm here and have this whole apparatus to work with, um, I'm so grateful to the actors that I work with who sort of go to these uncomfortable places with me. And yeah, having the prop houses and locations and talent around is incredible. Does the city of Los Angeles inform some of the scene setting? I mean, you talk about this sort of the world we're all sort of living in as part of this. And I think of it, I grew up here, so I'm, I'm very conscious of the L.A. version of that as well. 
most of my work so far has been looking at it's sort of uh we often use la plays another part of the world um but i also love that about it that's sort of almost become part of the work is that it's made here but the image is set in michigan or in north carolina or what have you i know that you've made a a film in the past and are working on one now yes. can you tell me a little bit about it it is about eric prince who is the younger brother of betsy DeVos. i have made work about him before um and he has a ranch in wyoming um, where he also ran for governor so it's a bit about him and the notion of cowboys and how that may have informed his relationship to the world he has a bit of a cowboy attitude towards uh global laws and ethics so los angeles is a town where people have lunch and one of the questions we have been asking people as they sort of guide people around the city is are there any sort of favorite spots that you would recommend oh my god you do not want to ask me this jersey mike's is amazing i love that place i would recommend that uh Large Mont Wine and Cheese for sandwiches, also a classic. I like sandwiches. Um, Chipotle can be good. Bringing it back. It's never gone away. <laughs> I have to ask, one of the things that I have loved about hosting this series is that I end up with amazing book recommendations from people. Yes. Are you reading anything right now? I just finished um, Empire of Pain which is about the Sackler family. Um, specifically, there it delves in quite a bit on Nan Golden's activism around op the opioid crisis. And it also talks quite a bit about the relationships between institutions and families um, and how sort of gifts and naming rights are doled out. Uh, can't recommend that highly enough. It's excellent. I'm also reading Eric Prince's autobiography for the third time civilian warriors less recommended i would only do that for research out of curiosity uh los angeles is a very big city urban sprawl is real yes um do you sort of have a sense in your mind of sort of the the sort of diversity that's here and the sort of range of experiences that people have here are there sort of secret nooks and crannies of the city that you recommend to people I just found out I live sort of off of Pico and driving down Pico, there's these towers, these beige towers. And someone was telling me those are oil wells and they've been disguised as sort of these fake buildings. I was like, oh, that's new. Famously, you know, uh, Beverly Hills High School um, had an oil well basically in the center of it at some point. Really? Mm -hmm. Did not know that. Where are you from originally? I grew up in Marin County, so just north of San Francisco. Not far at all? Not far at all, but I was gone for a while. So I went to New York for undergrad, and then I was in Germany for five years for grad school. What was the actual, was it just the weather? What was the impetus for coming? My sister lived here. A lot of my good friends lived here. And on a logistical level in Frankfurt, when I lived there, I had to mail my film to Cologne to be developed. So um, we take it for granted, but Los Angeles has a lot of, sort of facilities and production help around photography. Um, and the longer I live here, the more I've learned that a lot of sort of well-known artists who work with photography secretly live here. 
yeah, and such talent here. Like I work with um, worked with incredible editors and color correctors and printers, and it's so fun to work with people who are just real um, craftsmen have that skill. Has it meant that you've been able to play with different formats that you wouldn't have otherwise? Yes. So I'm working on new still lives right now, and my printer and I effectively have we haven't invented a new camera that's hyperbolic but we have um, made a way to make a very long panoramic still life that the eye or a normal camera couldn't capture so that's super exciting to me when we can move beyond um, what the eye can see when will the first print be in action it's to be determined. The okay. tests are in action. So I have stood in front of one, but that's just me. And I'm tall. So I think about that a lot with my work in terms of we all relate to things based on the size of our body, which is such a beautiful sort of basic part of our viewing that. Um, so my experience of it will be very different than someone else's. Tell me a little bit about sort of um, what it's like to live here where it is always 72 and sunny by and large. And there's sort of a consistency to the environment as opposed to the sort of work that you do, which is actually, you know, really trying to inhabit different spaces. And I always think of, um, I think of the weather here as very sort of whitewashing in some ways. Like it's very, um, I think it always creates sort of a similar background to everything I looked at. And that's quite different from the work you make. Right. Um, it's definitely, yeah, the weather feels like a blank slate. That may be because I grew up in some variant, a similar kind of seasonless feeling. Logistically, it just makes it a lot easier to shoot, um, which is great. So I can have sort of more chances to try things out. Um, and I can shoot with natural light, which is great. That was not possible in Germany. The light there is so much weaker and darker and grayer. I definitely remember that Thanksgiving was just not really the kind of holiday I understood people getting behind because there is no fall foliage or there's much less fall foliage. There is a very different sense of sort of that seasonality. It can be 80 degrees in November without it, you know, on a regular basis, it was not cold at that moment in time. And it has a very, the year has a very different cadence when certain holidays and certain moments aren't punctuated by the accompanying weather that you would see in most movies or imagery or sort of personal stories. And I think that that has always been a real, um, one of the real things that defines Los Angeles a little bit is that it sort of steps beyond time in that way. Yeah. And yet to think like those movies that I felt the same way as a kid and really wanting there to be a season, especially around these holidays. And yet like those scenes we're probably both thinking of were probably shot in Pasadena. Like, Absolutely. That's such a funny... Um, I mean, I think about this quite a bit with my work also, that the family unit that we're all sort of sold and that makes us feel even bad about our own families or it's, um, I know this from shooting them, like those are all just actors and models that have met that morning or maybe a couple weeks before. Thanks so much, Buck, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Voices from Freeze with me, Rebecca Siegel. Please hit subscribe to receive future episodes and share it with anyone else you think might enjoy. To find out more about Matches Fashion and Freeze, head to matchesfashion.com and freeze.com 
or join the conversation online by searching for at matches fashion and at matches under man.